0: Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? Oh. There it is. It's the, the Confederacy, Confederacy of Dunks, of Dunks Basketball Podcast.
1: Podcast. We're going back to back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas, and uh,
0: who, sir, are you? Producer Matt Duncan. How you
1: doing? Uh, I am, uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, uh, I'm I'm surviving, I'm being, I'm fighting through uh, all of life's uh, obstacles and uh, I'm here with you, so I'm happy. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, how how you hanging in there? You doing all right?
0: Yeah, you know it's uh, it's a stormy day. We've had some uh, technical difficulties here today. That's Usually, right. uh, don't have many internet issues on my end, but today uh, was uh, one of the, one of them
1: days. That's right. And uh, for folks wondering why Matt would say something like that, he has a specific relationship with the internet. I do. He really like he holds him to account. Uh, first of all. And he has yep. some really good Matt's got a lead on a couple things, like bulk sanitizer, fast yeah. internet. Yeah. Um <laughs> hot sounds, hot foley sounds. Um <laughs> you know, uh Matt the past couple of weeks, um, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement and uh with so much uh protest going on and uh, defund the police movement, um and uh just this kind of progress and protests that's been happening everywhere. Me and you have uh, been doing our best to kind of highlight stuff that we feels important. Um, And, you know, I think we've taken a bit of a break from our, our usual kind of silly branding stuff, but uh, you know, just for the sake of covering that end, if anyone does want to find any of our stuff um, where, 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 what's our website, you know, where, where might they find that?
0: Just type in dunkspodcast.com. We've got all our links there for you uh if you want to support us on you know subscribing on podcatchers or patreon or or whatever
1: uh yeah check it out there yeah so you can get all all the good stuff all the info there yep um but yeah i thought today uh you know i i'd, I'd kind of try and fuel some optimism uh you know um and not like misguided because i think uh progress is hard and you never have to stop uh you you can never stop fighting for it mm-hmm. um and uh, but but I do think sometimes it's it's tough hearing only you know calamitous news or or, or scary news or stressful or you know anxiety inducing um, headlines. So uh, what I thought I'd do is uh, I choose five headlines um, and obviously not dive into the articles, uh, but kind of just give people some some, some reassurance that, that protest matters, um, that defunding the police matters, that this is a movement that isn't done. Um, and you know, in, if you're feeling, if you're Torontonian and you're feeling a bit bleak, um, with the way our city council, uh, vote went down in, in June. Um, then, you know, you can, you can take solace in the fact that progress is not necessarily linear and, uh, and be inspired from, places around North America that are, are cutting funds to the police um, to make their city safer. Uh, so uh, why don't I just go for it, Matt? Do we yeah. want me to read these, these five, go uh, for it. these five cool, nice to read headlines. Sure. All right. Number one, um, it's the only Canadian one here. Hopefully we see more of those, but uh, council cuts Edmonton police budget by $11 million creates citizen task force. Hey, Shout out to Alberta. That's all right. Um, you know, with the obvious implication, uh, with all of these, you know, headlines, uh, we, we want and need more. Um, uh, let's move on to number two. Uh, Minneapolis advances plan to dismantle police department. Uh, number three, New York City Council approves one billion cut to NYPD. Number four, Los Angeles City Council votes to cut LAPD budget by $150 million mm. and reduce police staffing. And number five, the Baltimore City Council eliminated $22 million from the police budget. And there's a, I cut out the a question I didn't like. Uh, what does that look like? Just mm. because I, I felt like maybe that was straying into a conservative, uh, conservative um, argument. But yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just for the folks, you know, who are looking for some, some hope somewhere, or or even you know, hopes the wrong word maybe, but re- reasons to continue fighting and um, protesting, and you know, th- those are just five headlines. There's many more, and this is happening in so, so many cities and and, and counties and uh, provinces and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully hamlets uh, around uh, all the provinces and states of. Uh, of the, of the U S and Canada. Right. Um, cool. Uh, I probably trailed off a little bit there, but, um, yeah, just trying to share some, some, something semi-positive. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into, uh, everything, basketball, uh, everything that's going on in Orlando Raptors. Uh, we have, uh, two of our favorite guests and it's a really fun pod and I think we all had some good laughs. Uh, and, um, yeah, Matt, if you feel like we're good to go, why don't you just give me the okay?
0: Okay.
1: Okay, uh, let's get rolling here on the pod. Um, it's going to be a very homey, fun pod. We actually spent a, a solid half an hour <laughs> bonding and it was, it was really good. Um, no regrets, that's not sarcastic even a bit um, These are two of my favorite guests I love having them on the show so much uh, Let's bring in guest number one um, We're always talking about doing WNBA stuff Hopefully one day we do um, We're going to talk a little bit about the WNBA today um, She's amazing, she's hilarious She's a wicked writer uh, Just so talented and has excellent basketball opinions all of the time Give it up at home as loud as you can for Katherine Neiker Oh, nice!
2: You can see us.
0: (laughs) You guys have been on so so many times. I could I could probably do that song in my head. Oh yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, also, I'm not used to the little birdie sounds. That was a nice little Yeah,
0: hey, I don't know. What's that? <laughs> is that on my end? I think
1: that might be in Parkdale. Uh, it's definitely Parkdale
2: not on my end. <laughs> yeah, I think that's our next guest.
1: And, and ah, okay. <laughs> you know what? At first, I thought that was some of Matt's clever audio foley. And perhaps it was like a type of... Uh, yeah, I was I like, know, this is like a
2: little a nature arena.
1: Serene. Oh. Yeah, I thought, I thought Matt was like doing like, you know, how people do like a, a wild sound after they like, you know, film a commercial. Yes. It's like, some wild sound. <laughs> And Matt's like, honestly, I'm getting some wild sound with birds, but, um, no, let's, let's, let's bring on the, the dude who's hanging out with a bunch of birds right now. Uh, he, he's in his backyard. He's hilarious. He's got an infant. Um, he was just telling me about, uh, a Grizzlies game. He was watching from a very long time ago. So, um, you know, keep him in your thoughts. Uh, it's, it's a busy, crazy time. Uh, you know him. You love him. He's hilarious. Give it up for Ian Gordon.
3: Hey, um, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm here with the birds in the Garden of Eden back <laughs> here. And, and this is the only place I can be because the other room is the, uh, the off exhaust for the air conditioner. So that's loud as hell. Mm-hmm. In the other space, there's babies trying to sleep. So I'm outside in the garden, but I feel great. It's really humid and my eyelids are sweating. So that's
1: good. <laughs> nice. Um, that sounds I'm like happy pretty.
3: To be on the podcast. That's for darn sure.
1: Dude, I'm happy to have you. I hope uh, yeah. you, don't, you don't melt in your backyard. And thank you for, I mean, putting in the work because this is this a great right. time. Um, yeah. Will Weldon, if you're listening, yes, you drove. Uh, through a through a, a hot highway uh, in in the LA desert and <laughs> recorded a pod. That's big. but Ian's sitting in a desert, right? He's just like sitting under the sun. so yeah. um,
3: it's very humid.
1: Yeah, it's very humid. Uh, It's a hot time. It's a it's a wild scary time. Um, Let's uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about our raptors. Let's kind of get parental here and uh, see how much we need to worry about them. Um, Matt, uh, if you got a raptor sting, would you please please give it to me? We are, uh, sorry, I don't know what the sting is I'm just ended.
2: laughing at the birds being the raptor sting.
1: <laughs> well, I heard, the, I heard the beginning of like, um, the raptors, and then it like faded into the birds, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, the raptors, uh, you know, birds used to be dinosaurs or whatever.
1: It's yeah, that's true. It's- Whoa, cheers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> totally works. That's
1: big. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a really big like comparison. Um Ian, let's uh you know, <laughs> yeah, sorry. That that sounds like I'm, like I'm giving you guys like vicious burns. I'm I'm trying not to.
3: No, no, uh, I know. Ian,
1: let's let's, let's I'm going to I'm going to hit you with the first question. So our precious Raptors um, are the like very first team that's in Orlando and they're just mm. totally Kind of by themselves. Um, My brother Miguel was telling me that if they make it to the finals or there's some kind of stat where if they make it to game seven of the finals, they will have been in quarantine for something like 120 days. So they're in it already. And so, and, you know, we're, we're still hearing about all the the tests around the league and practice facilities shutting down and all that, but that's not the case for our squad. Our squad is there practicing. Um, Are you nervous for them?
3: Uh, I think, I think every, you kind of have to be, there's so much that we don't really know about the whole COVID thing and how it can spread, et cetera. Seems to be a lot of good information and misinformation. The only thing that I can feel good about is I tend to like the NBA. They tend to plan stuff out pretty well. This is uncharted water. So it's really strange yeah. to be honest with you overall. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be able to watch basketball, but it's weird to me that it's going to come back. If it didn't come back, I would have been okay. Uh, you know, I think that overall, it's going to be a really strange thing. I, but I am worried somewhat about them. I mean, these guys, this is, a again, the extent of the virus is up and down. But these are all healthy people in the prime of their lives. So <clears throat> I'm not necessarily worried about any one of them becoming extremely ill. But the notion that they could get it easily because... The the epicenter of the virus worldwide is there now. But again, you hope that the NBA just does their job, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, like, I think I agree with everything you said. It's, um, you know, as a hardcore fan, I was pretty okay with the NBA not happening. Um, The Raptors not not defending their title, uh, even though uh, I'll never stop saying back to back until it's like, actually done, done, done. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just a complicated set of feelings, especially when I think for a lot of us, hardcore basketball fans, like, or, or Raptors fans more specifically, it's such an escape and it's such a crazy, wild, fun, fascinating time just from a basketball perspective. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I, I you know, I'm, I'm fearful for them and in it being the epicenter and then them also being in the bubble and being the first ones there it's like i you know i haven't quite figured out the metaphor for we the north or we the alone or we the most quarantined or or what but it's yeah it's like part of me wants to be like yeah the raptors like like kind of turn this into like that you know raptors other other narrative from a fan perspective but then also it's like oh man it's it's even bigger than that so that's a feels like a weird thought um Catherine, are you, yeah, you know, the Raptors are in the epicenter. Um, Brian Windhorse recently said that uh, he used him as an example for, I guess, like the NBA's proficiency uh, in, if, if you want to call it that um, in, you know, like the idea that once the players get there, they are safe there Um And obviously safe. You can interpret a bunch of ways considering they're all going to be in isolation and alone. And anyways, a bit of a meandering question, but are you nervous for the Raptors in Orlando?
2: Um, yeah, I'm pretty worried about them. Um, I think this whole situation, like I would feel, I mean, I'm trying not to make it just like a general NBA statement and make it more about the Raptors. I, I think I would just feel better if the NBA restarted somewhere else you know, like, it's just, yeah. it maybe like I, you know, I don't, I certainly didn't realize like six weeks ago, like how bad things would be in Florida. Like I wasn't really paying attention to what the COVID numbers were in Florida, but it's so bad. And I know they have this like bubble that they're in. And like, I know the Raptors are being careful and I certainly trust that they're doing everything that they can do, but, uh, but it's just hard, you know, I mean, it just takes like, and it, when i say like oh, i was going to say like oh it just takes one person but i'm not even talking about the raptors i'm talking about like just one person who like works in this bubble even cuz it's like they still have to like go home to their lives you know what i mean it's not like people who like cook and clean for them are just like staying there with them yeah right so it's totally. like so it's just like it's just and then you're talking about just in the thousands every day i i just like, if that were in Canada, we would be, like, fully in, in lockdown. And I think um, my other concern just for the Raptors and also, I mean, this is a general stance for the NBA, but just, like, being away from your families for so long, because it's, like, obviously we're biased to the Raptors here, but I truly believe that we will go deep into this tournament. Like, yeah. like the Raptors have given me the utmost confidence that we will go deep. Me too. We're awesome. This tournament. Like we are awesome. And everybody is in like great shape. Um, everybody's like healed from like the injuries they had prior to everything shutting down. And I'm sure you've talked about Marcus all a bunch, but still it's just like I think they're all in good spirits now. And I was watching some of the press conferences and they were like, Yeah, but you know, like ask us in a month and it's like when you're like 3 4 months in and like you haven't seen like your kids and stuff like yes they're choosing to be there but man that's got to be really hard
1: yeah and i think that that's such a good point like the the idea of wanting to do something or even having the resolve to do it and having a plan is one thing and then the other thing is that happening and being okay in the process or yeah, who knows what they'll become? Kind of like hyper vigilant to or, or hypersensitive to, um, in in a hotel room with with yeah. such a strict schedule and and such a calamitous situation all be around them. Yeah,
3: if especially gonna be- consider that they're going to be going through these trials of isolation, and then they're going to play games with no fans. These guys are used to having. They're professionals, but they're used to also having fun and enjoying the game. And I,
1: yeah,
3: I don't know if it's really going to be strange to see how the dynamics just can be so weird, especially at first, It'd be so weird. And the Disney, the Disney thing is funny. Like you know, it's Disney owns everything. They own ESPN. They own ABC, and it yeah. makes sense. what's there, it's dollars, but it's so stupid that it's there. Really? It, it really is. Yeah.
1: It really would be nice. It if it
3: was better if it places. You know, how many other places are there that are more sensible in the States? So many.
1: Oh yeah. No, I was going to say, or, you know, I mean, I just feel like a lot of people, I mean, I, I don't even know how it played out and I'm not like a major UFC fan, but obviously like the idea of fight Island is so preposterous for anyone who's ever watched an action movie, <laughs> but I also feel like, island, eh? Like, there's definitely a part of me where if this is the game and it's like, you know, yeah, the idea of, of putting a bubble in, in a highly dangerous area seems like, Hmm, perhaps the area was not taken into account enough.
3: I'm sure if ESPN and the NBA didn't have a big contractual agreement, then probably wouldn't be at Disneyland.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, money is involved in every part of
3: this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, And just like just to add to that, I mean, it's obvious why they're in Orlando, like you said, because Disney and how they own everything. But at the same time, like if enough people get it and they have to shut down, that's such a huge loss of revenue for them. That to me, it's almost risk adverse to have been somewhere else, even just from a financial perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's a a good point. Um, Okay. Let's uh, I I don't know if they're just kind of changing the subject here a little bit, but um, actually totally uh, in in terms of a a Raptors perspective, but I'll I'll stick with you, um, Catherine. I just listened to the uh, low post with uh, Chris Bosch. Uh, It's a nice one. Um, Zach Lowe is doing a bunch of stuff about, about the decision. Uh, But obviously uh, Chris Bosch, you know, a huge, huge part of his career, especially since it ended early uh, was a Raptor uh, CB4 um, Raptor roar. You know, we, we remember Chris Bosch and, uh, and yeah, like all that, like, I guess like kind of like what we thought was like an okay, successful time. Um, before having actual success. But uh, he talked about this memory, which I, it just kind of like hit me in this like sensitive spot where I'm like, Oh my God, that like takes me out of this pandemic time and into like such a, like I can remember where I was. I was, yeah, it was just such an intense feeling. But do you remember Bruce um, Bosh's last season? Uh, he, like close to the end of the season. He actually broke his face. Uh, so I think it was an elbow. I forget who it was, but he broke an orbital bone and he also, I think broke his like nasal passage. Uh, oh my he, God. it was rough and he was describing the injury to, to Zach Lowe. And it was like, it's, it's, it was horrible. Like, it's like, because yeah, just everything they had to do uh, for the surgery and, um, not to gross everyone listening out, but, uh, yeah, I just remember like that—that that sinking feeling, and then still hoping we were going to make the play. We were going to make the playoffs, and then eventually Chris Bosh leaving. Um, so I just I'm trying to find some some camaraderie here. So uh, Catherine, I'll start with you. Do you remember that moment? Do you? Well, what's your feeling around that time?
2: Yeah, I mean it's funny. It's so funny every time I listen to Chris Bosh now, like that he's retired because he speaks of Toronto with a fondness that i don't even know if he truly had at the time like (laughs) it's very like this nostalgia but i mean that's just life like that's what happens you know what i mean like like you kind of go through this phase in life and then you look back and that even like bad times kind of look a little sweeter to you and i feel like that's what's happened with chris bosh um i mean don't get me wrong i remember that injury being like devastating never really thought to think about like how unbelievably painful that was for him because not that I don't think that, but you know what I mean? I wasn't like when he talked about how painful it was in the podcast, it's like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like it gave me uh, a perspective that I would have never had uh, before just thinking about like some guy's face getting broken. I mean, I definitely wanted Bosch to stay at that time, but I remember thinking like, I don't know. I I think that team, even though we never really got out of the first round of the playoffs, I think that was that team's peak, and we would have had to have gotten a lot of different people to really make it significantly past the first round back then, because I feel like if I recall correctly, we were already playing like beyond expectations, right? Like Jose Calderon and guys like that were already better than anyone ever expected. And we were like just getting into the first round. So I mean, I mean, I remember not liking the way Bosch announced his leaving and then DeRozan's like Epic, like, don't worry, I got you kind of tweet and response. And, and that's sort of giving me new hope for that time. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to hear Bosch uh, think back fondly uh, on his time here in a in a way that is nice.
1: Yeah, no, that's like a, a bunch of great points, and I'll just uh, uh, I'll just shout out First Ink uh, was a deep cut to anyone who knows it it was a a small film chris bosch made about getting a giant back tattoo uh, and in the film he looks up at the rafters in the in the acc at the time and he, and he goes like he says one of those like this need this place needs some some banners and some jerseys raised. <laughs> so like at that time, because I remember my oldest brother Francisco got it for Miguel. He got uh, it was for Christmas. He got him an arm sleeve and and the, and the first ink DVD, which was like fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, wow, that
2: is a deep cut.
1: Yeah, and we are sorry. I should just speak for myself. I was so upset when Chris Bosh left, and you know, hearing this podcast a little bit, I, you know, I still almost had that frustration of like. Oh man, Colangelo those like, say Colangelo, yeah,
2: yeah, I think so um,
1: yeah. uh should have traded Chris Bosh because you know he reflected on uh, he was he, he said he you know was looking to pair with a superstar and he was um you know would have went with uh Miami just to join Wade, even if LeBron didn't come um but Ian uh, not to get too far off track do you, do you remember? That that time was it like heart wrenching for you. Where, like, like as a raptor fan, like where is that on your journey? And
0: just as a, a just uh, as a note, it was Anton Jameson who helped him. Oh, uh, sweet,
1: thanks, Anton <laughs> Sharp elbows.
3: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, that there's been a lot of there's been some nice times as a Raptors fan, but previous to the championship, there's so many heart wrenching moments. Whether it's a last second loss or like I felt like. Bosh leaving, the writing was on the wall because there was all this chatter about Bron Bron leaving and everything because yeah. that was that big free agent year. So I think that if you were tuned in, you knew he was gone. Especially with with uh, leaving, we were kind of already ready for it. I don't know, and like I don't know the whole thing. Yeah, that, those years were so they were they were they were fun, but they were sad. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah the turnaround jumper, so smooth, man. He was a, such a good player. He played with heart. Yeah. He was a good. He was a good leader, um, and he wanted to win. And then we drafted Bargnani for you know, like, yeah. You want? I thought <laughs> you know you could have drafted Lamarcus Aldridge, He was also from Texas, but you went ahead and you drafted Bargnani. And I feel like if you're Bosch and you see that happen, you're like, well, all right. <laughs> nice yeah. you know? There's lots of clubs I can go to. My condo is pretty close to King West. That's fun on Saturdays. We just drafted <laughs> Andrea fucking Bardiani. Like, I <laughs> know it's a different NBA. And, like, you, you know, you get best player available and there was a hype around the, and Dirk and everything else. But, like, LaMarcus was rock solid. And I know that there's a chance that they could have played five four together if they had got had the right coach. Who knows? I don't know. It was just the whole time I try to like block out, like it was a bit dark.
1: <laughs> Buddy nailed it so hard. And for anyone listening, that's not hindsight logic. You hear that's that's the bleak truth for absolutely. Mr. absolutely. That's the bleak oh, yeah. truth. We we drafted Barniani, and you know, <laughs> like it's uh it's. Sometimes like that type of logic I find in basketball can be simple, but sometimes it's, it's right on the money because yeah, it was a weak draft, but we had first overall pick. And I think you, you can't mess that up. And, and, and when you have a sort of talent, like, like, gosh. sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
3: Chris and be like, you know, this guy, Lamarcus seems to be a very good player. He's also from your home state. Do you think you guys could get along and establish an incredibly dominant, uh, front court together? And he'd be like, "No, I'll actually, draft the uh, Italian guy."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish that actually played out. Um, but then after all this time, Bosch was like, "No, no, it's
3: money. No,
2: Get him." Um, I mean, I'm sure we've uh, talked about. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, Ian, I cut you off.
3: You, sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
2: No, I, I'm sure we've talked about uh, Andrea Bargnani's Instagram on this podcast like more than once, but doesn't even say he used to play for the NBA in his bio, no. like on Instagram. Like that is how bad of a pillow. and it's
0: private too. You have to he has to accept you to to go on his Instagram.
2: Oh really? Yeah.
1: And he accepted me then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. He's accomplished a lot. Like he's going to go to state private Instagram. Andrea
3: life you know his life is good he's just oh yeah he he wasn't i don't think being an nba champion is like his motivate like ever was i don't think he cared about it you know what i mean
1: no he's like well Uh, they're gonna
3: pay me a lot of money i'll just shoot i'll shoot freeze i guess from 40 feet and see how hard i can hit the backboard
1: and he's not like it's it's weird because I always feel like it's derogatory when, when people talk about NBA players not trying, because it's such an elite, wild thing to get to. But Bargnani is an example of someone who I think, you know, for whatever reason, you know, he he wasn't tested or pushed to grow at any significant points of his career, perhaps. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes people just present such a perfect package and, and, you know, I think uh, we, were, we were talking about vince last week and and um and how i don't really think i don't see his career as a as like a disappointment I think it's kind of like he's a really resilient guy who adapted and that wasn't Bargnani either like he didn't even no. fade in any way like he just wasn't he, he didn't he didn't seem he had so much talent to not kind of put more together and clear- yeah
3: you're right dude yeah. he was like he, his first year came in with that rookie athleticism, which is like pretty slow on the feet, not able to guard and like kind of chunky. And you see these guys, like if you look at anyone's body, Giannis's body in his rookie year versus now, or DeRozan rookie year versus now, these guys are bigger, stronger, faster, better at what they do. But it didn't seem like Andrea
1: really... I wanted you to break into a full oh. Daft Punk song. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I was bigger. Just thinking it. Walk a week but yeah, no, I mean, he just, I think he just sat around in his condo and like played 2K05 or whatever. And like, maybe not even, maybe he just watched like the opera. I don't know what he did, but he sure as yeah. shit practice.
1: No. Um, anyway. Can't talk about yeah, com-
2: Completely so, agree.
1: Yeah. No, I, I love how, you know, you're a real rappers fan if the question starts with Chris Bosch and you end with Bargnani, <laughs> honestly, you're a real Raptors fan. If it's like, what do you think about Chris Bosch? And your response I, is, I don't like Bargnani.
2: It's hard can't. to not talk about that. Er- like it's hard to talk about that era and not mention it.
1: That's right. They're so, they're no. so inter- interconnected and, and real Raptors fans. That.
3: He really did. Cause he was expected to lead and he didn't have that bone in his body at all.
1: Yep. Um, anyway. Ian, let's uh, let's stick with you here. And um, yeah, did, did did you see that Open Gym uh, preview? Where you know it's like kind of like a Nick Nurse voice, and it's like all the Raptors in masks shooting. It's 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 totally surreal. Um, and there's like all these weird glamorized, not glamorized, but you know, like the, the format of Open Gym, but like these like kind of like cut in shots and inserts of like sanitizer being sprayed and like things being wiped down. And it's such a, it's a weird mix of a commercial for like, this isn't that scary. And also like, you know, check out the Raptors. Um, and, uh, I mean, they all look great. Uh, the video definitely shows them being good at basketball. Like we know they are, uh, but, um, (laughs) Yeah, like with, with Open Gym being so good uh, and the access they have, what's your expectations of, of like this episode? Is it going to win an Oscar? Is, like, is Werner Herzog <laughs> going to be like, I do not make documentaries anymore?
2: I don't Can know why I, just I didn't do the Werner Herzog <laughs> Can I just say uh, the idea that you're like, oh, Open Gym shows them being good at basketball. Like imagine it's just like those open gym glamour shots and it's all bricks
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know like yeah I, I, I don't know whom i'm explaining the format I think, to i think they edit the, so bricks out. the show open gym they only show the ball going through the net i don't i don't get it um but yeah that's a that's a i guess a a pretty cursory explanation of uh of open gym but um yeah like do you like i, I don't know if you saw it ian um but I haven't
3: checked out the pre that I've been so darn busy, but, um, I mean, I love their, their access is always good. And I like watching it because the, this team, when you watch them behind the scenes, they really, they really get along so well, like one through 12. There's no, there's no ego. There's no attitude. They've done such a good job of building that team chemistry. And then on top of that, they won a championship. So now they've got confidence. So yeah, man. It's going to be good. I think it'll be cool. I don't know. I miss, I miss basketball, but I just miss, miss those players too. I just, yeah. You know, anything I can know about what they've been up to is I'll, I'll I'm into it because I've been, you know, there's been a lot of like no TV, like staring at the wall, doing nothing. So like oh, anything, sure. I'm, I'm just eat it up really.
1: No, before, um, before uh b- before the like uh Canadian version of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race started i was like oh. i have no content
3: another um, thing I need. <laughs> oh
2: it's sorry. pretty good yeah it's good
1: <laughs> uh, sorry I, I i was just going to say ian that um uh like yeah like in regards to kind of like having that weird feeling around um oh man i lost my total train of thought here guys uh, what was i wasn't going to say I lost it. Um, <laughs> Catherine, how, how do you feel about? Uh,
2: uh, I yeah. feel good. I didn't think the open gym crew was going to go. So the fact that they were, that they're there is huge. Like, I think they're definitely breaking new ground. And it would be an Emmy that they qualify for, not an Oscar.
1: <laughs> Thank you. And by the way, thanks for getting my brain totally back on track because, yes, yeah. no, yeah, it's the filming quality. Being, like, yeah.
2: Yeah, the filming quality is amazing. It, it, and that being said, like, um, the Ringers uh, NBA desktop is one in Emmy for some reason. Uh, Not that it's a bad show, but it's like, wow, you don't think like that little 10 minute thing is going to get like an Emmy. So to me, it's actually like, yeah, Open Gym could legit get Emmys. They just need to like apply. I don't know if they fill the applications out every year. I'm not claiming I know how to apply for an Emmy.
1: You might laugh, but I almost called it an Academy Award. So I almost (laughs) went even further away from Emmys, I guess, TV.
2: Um, but yes, there are incredible. digital Emmys that they uh, could qualify for. And I think would for sure get a nomination. It is one of the better web series out there, far none.
1: Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just apologize to Matt because he knows his actra from a SAG, and, <laughs> you know, this guy, he's got a, he's got a lay of the land when it comes to, you know, what's what in terms of scale and, and all that jazz. So Matt, <laughs> My bad. We're both actors. I'm still learning. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Yeah, you, you Matt. Uh, you know, I'm gonna throw this to you, you. You've seen Open Gym, um, yeah. You know, I don't know how many teams brought their own private film crew. Like Open Gyms, I don't know if they're the first team to have like a basically a documentary crew every year, but mm. uh, it's high quality and like yeah, like. Like what could even, I don't know, they, they could pull out some just incredible imagery, right? At the very least.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, it, I mean, to have any kind of eye in the, to be a fly on the wall in the bubble is going to be interesting because it seems like, I think there's going to be a lot of mayhem.
1: So maybe. Yeah, oh, so you're there for like, not the calm moments. You're, you're like, it's good. We got cameras on for the mayhem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt's hoping for like an open gym I don't want anyone to get sick yeah
0: like I don't want them to get sick but I want want to (laughs) see like (laughs) like I want to see Joelle and Bede like climbing Space Mountain or something and they're like get down
1: Get out open gym crew. Good. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, You
2: guys aren't in your bubble yeah. either. I'm like we got to get this. It'd be great because all the fights would be in slow motion.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then there'd still be lots of like glamor shots of the ball going really too much. Please. I got to lose that. If they want to win, you know, multiple Academy awards or whatever. But, um, let's uh, let's, let's move on to some uh, NBA. Uh, Matt, uh, I don't know what you got in the way of NBA sting, but whatever you got, give it to me.
0: This is, is Adam, Silver. Adam
1: Silver. I think I timed out the tug. Did you the tugboat sound pretty good? Nope. If you're checking it on Zoom, sorry. Big gulp <laughs> of water.
0: Wrong yeah. time. I should check and see how our uh, our YouTube uh, hits are now
1: that we're doing these. Oh, through the videos. roof! I'm sure through the roof. Oh, this
2: is on. This is going on YouTube. You're damn right. Oh, I didn't. Do oh, yeah. My we are face be, or hair. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm trying, which
1: way. We are going to be harassed by commenters.
2: <laughs> yeah, will um,
1: right. Let you know. Cheers. <laughs> um, but uh, if you if you if you write a negative comment, uh, I'll straight up come for you. So no worries there. Um, Solid. Yeah, but, uh, well, that was a serious threat that I've actually felt <laughs> in my blood. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, actually, I, um, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I wanted to bring up the, the WNBA um, because, so if I have the numbers correctly, they um, out of the 137 players returning, um, five, or, or sorry, seven uh, tested positive. So 5%, a little bit lower than the NBA. I'm not exactly sure, of of the like logistics of the site, um, where they're where they're playing, but I know that uh, what they're doing is actually like a a, a, a version of their their season schedule because it's not you know, it's not like the NBA where it got interrupted in the middle of the season and they're going to do a full playoffs, and um, yeah, it seems like me like there's a little more organization around there. Um, I don't know what my actual question here was. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Catherine, yeah, just uh, just framing just kind of like a like a positive thought here. Uh, do you think this is a chance for the WNBA to have like a really really big moment with um, the whole world watching and uh, realizing that it's uh, it's high quality
2: basketball? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm hoping that people who maybe wouldn't have tuned into a WNBA game before because it was summer and they're just like having like a little basketball break or whatever their weird reasons are might give it more of a chance um it's neat that not just that they're playing at the same time because their seasons in the playoffs obviously like usually overlap but uh that they're in the same general vicinity which is kind of interesting like yeah i don't know the logistics either like if they're sharing practice facilities or if there's going to be any overlap there at all. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm honestly just happy that they get to have their season in playoffs because I didn't know if they were going to like come back or not.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think like so much of the talk um is around men in the nba and um you know i'm also excited for like aspects of the of the black black lives matter movement um and and the women who are or who have who have been and continue to be such leaders um in progressive politics and sports um and uh i you know obviously they have big plans and uh, i think they're gonna have a huge platform hopefully uh ian yeah are you um are, are you going to catch some WNBA this year? Do you do you think maybe it's something that um that fans could, you know, I don't know if they're if they're on the fence or something? Because cause part of watching sports is like a habit, right? So it's kind of like people are gonna people are gonna know this is on, and then they're gonna be like, oh well, you know, here I am, and then that's how it starts, right?
3: I think that uh, yeah, this this might be an opportunity for them to showcase the league, is because. It deserves to be showcased. It's a really good pro league. There's not many pro women's leagues like it. For example, there aren't any professional women's hockey leagues in Canada and this is Canada, right? So the fact that the NBA exists is pretty prolific. It has fans, has really good top talent. Totally. And
1: the money keeps climbing. Yeah.
3: Like it, it deserves a showcase and it should be showcased. And Maybe the NBA can use this opportunity as a way to sort of, I don't know. I don't know. They, you know, they are they, done a good job at marketing it. It's, it's gaining popularity. And let's mm-hmm. hope that they can say, okay, well, what can we do to really showcase this game now? And I think that incorporating the all-star events and stuff is great, but the league itself deserves its own specific showcase, not associated with the NBA it deserves prime yes. time, lots. It deserves that type of exposure. And again, now in particular, when there aren't any other sports around to distract people or any really entertainment, you know, somebody who ought to maybe just go to a bar, they can't even do that. So now's the time. And I think, I hope it does. It's like, there's so many good basketball players in the totally W-A. like so many.
1: Yeah, and I think like um, th- th- that's such a good point you made, where you know not being a- a- an attachment to-, to men's basketball and and du- and-, and-, and the NBA, um, and like giving it a, a genuine platform. Uh, a weird comparison, but it almost makes me feel or almost reminds me of the um, uh, attitude uh, folks had around like the, the Elam ending the, um, the alternative all-star format where there's mm. some hesitancy, but a lot of it's built in or built on like whatever, I don't
3: know. It's, and see. it's like, exactly, we're, told, yeah. we're told that this isn't going to be as good. Then That's you right. come in with negative mindset. Most people do then they're, they're, their minds are already made up about the content of, of the sports that they're watching. But yeah. if you come in with an open mind and say this league deserves to be looked at, that deserves to be watched by many eyes, let's watch it. Like, it's awesome. I know what's, what's um, she just came in, INS, is it, what's how's her last name? INSQ, what's her first name? She's amazing. I was watching some of her highlights. And then there's this other girl who's
1: Oh, I'm of Andrea.
3: hate something. Uh, I forget her name.
1: Liz Campage, if that's who you're referring to. Um, Pardon me. Did, did, did you say Liz Campage?
3: No, there's oh. this other uh, player named Paige. I can't remember her last name. But, like, dude, what my point is, is there's so many good uh, players in the league. And now that I have a little daughter, I'm, like, going to watch the NBA, WNBA with her. We're going to watch the NBA, but we're also going to watch the WNBA. Yeah, man. That's, that's the league that she's going to play in
1: totally and exactly Uh, you know and you you (laughs) have to train how to play like back to the basket early on exactly she needs to know that you know you can hold people off with your back and 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 you have to you have to freak out about it you can make a nice pass you can you can record, record
3: the games on pvr and we can go back and watch all the plays and stuff She's only seven months old, so I gotta wait until she's about ten months old to
1: start. Yeah, <laughs> for the, for the place. like you don't want to show her like a double horn and be like, "This is how you yeah, set no. the screen," <laughs> like, just because she might be. I like,
3: expect all crying. that stuff until she's at least a year old.
1: Yeah, for sure. You don't want to freak her out, and I mean, honestly, I have a long-term plan for my my child being, uh, you know, WNBA or or NBA, uh, and it's basically I'm gonna force piano lessons on them hard. And, and then basically <laughs> as soon as they're four or five or six or whatever, they start to snap. I'm just going to be like outside shooting basketball and be like, Oh, what's the matter? Hey. You can't perfect that piano. And then they're going to be like, no, I hate the piano. But like, Oh, well, you can play basketball hardcore if you want. No worries. And, and then so <laughs> <when they come laughs> out
3: After that last piano lesson, Freddie, and you're shooting the ball. And mm-hmm. you have this chat. The, are you going to, the first pass that you give to them, are you going to bounce pass or chest pass?
1: Ooh. I'd say bounce. A bounce, bounce is friendly.
3: Here, take it. Have a shot. You know.
1: Yeah. Forget sometimes that. a chest pass gets in your eye line, and you're like, "Whoa!" You know. Bounce that
2: question says so much about a person's parenting style. Like, holy shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or what if they're like, oh, they're, they're like, "Oh, I do the Kevin Love whip." Oh. You're shit. Like, Whoa. <laughs> that's not right. Um, no.
3: Ninety four foot outlet pass.
1: <laughs> that's what it's called. Sorry. No one's ever called it the Kevin Love Whip. It's not his car. I
3: mean, it could be called a Kevin Love Whip. People yeah. I knew what you Yeah. Okay, he's the best in the league at that. Actually, him and LeBron are probably the two best players at that, and they were on the same team for a while.
1: Yeah, and I I, I throw uh I throw a new contender in there and uh, that's Jokic. Oh that's yeah, the
3: Joker. Actually yeah. Rondo at it too.
1: Rondo too, yep. Um Okay, let's, uh, Catherine, I'm going to start, or sorry, Ian, I'm going to go with you on this one. Um, I wanted to ask something about uh, silver, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so so I, I, I just read, you know, I think everyone's kind of looking for, uh, and again, we, we talked about this in the pod um, last week, but <clears throat> like a tipping point here. We're trying to figure out, is there a point where things are too scary or, you know, the NBS lost control or... You know, and it's a fluid situation. Uh and and Adam Silver uh said something. I don't I don't want to totally misquote him here. Um, but he basically talked about a significant spread. Um yeah, a significant spread within the campus. Um could be reason uh for the for the NBA to to shut down, um or or you know, shut down again. I don't know if that means permanently or cancel the season or what. But uh yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to ask, um, Ian, is kind of like, is this, is this the first time that Adam Silver is introducing the idea that, yes, we do have a tipping point, and we're saying that now in case we need to use it because mm-hmm. we're scared of Florida, too. We're scared of the uh, surrounding area as well. Um, and, you know, this, like, it's not a bubble, it's a mesh hat kind of concept um, is maybe getting realer. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess I, I guess my question, always meandering on this podcast, is uh, yeah, is this kind of cold, calculated? Why is Adam Silver, or is this kind of you know, is this the first kind of aincy, teensy, teensy, domino of things are starting to get out of out of out of like extra out of control? Uh, I,
3: don't, I think he it's the NBA and. Silver are pretty pragmatic. You saw how quickly they, they uh, stopped the season. They stopped the season before I even, like, the season was canceled, and I was like, what is COVID? What? Like, you know what I mean? They were on it. So they, they obviously have, the NBA is not shy at looking at outside expertise. I know they, they probably have a lot of really good epidemiologists on staff Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you they have a policy on paper as it will be internal, but it'll be if X happens, we go use this provision. If X, Y, Z happens, this provision, if X, Y, Z, Z, Z happens, we cancel. They don't. I mean, think about if they canceled, how they would. First of all, they'd look stupid because there'd be a lot of naysayers who would get there I told you so a moment mm-hmm. but then they would also have wasted a bunch of people's time and spent the money as well money, and there's a good likelihood that if they make these pay- players play you know the rest of the season and the season gets canceled a week in they probably have to pay these guys you know what i mean unless right. they make them write a specific part of their contract saying this whatever you're getting paid this calendar year is going to go, you know, who knows what they have down, but I know they have a bunch of stuff down, but I guarantee you it's going to take a lot of shit for them to cancel the season. But if you're asking me what I think it would be, I think it would be because if, if somebody gets COVID, if the season's starting the season and it's going and someone gets COVID, that person will be what taken off the team. uh, Then they'll, look at who they were in contact with. The problem, yeah, of course, guess, yeah. if one person on the team gets it, there's a they gotta test everybody and there's a likelihood that maybe somebody else is going to get it. So then what do you say? Okay, well they played this team last. Let's test. So if one person gets COVID, do you wait until ten people do? Do you wait until five people do? Do you wait until LeBron gets it? Or like a right. star? What is your threshold for canceling because it's probably as weird as it is, it's probably pretty high, mm-hmm. but they're also risking a lot because if their threshold is high and let's say somebody does get COVID an NBA player and mm-hmm. dies, then not only do they look horrible, but they look downright crude really and stupid.
1: Oh so yeah. hundred percent. Even if they pull this off, they're right. crude, you know what I mean. Yeah. it's like so, the whole thing yeah. is
3: crazy. So uh, I'm sure that a lot of these guys have not been sleeping well. Silver, yeah. etc. People that are making these decisions, I and I feel like I don't none of us know Adam Silver, but like the way he you don't
1: know Adam Silver and the, way he,
3: <laughs> the way he kind of carries himself. I bet you if you were to put him in you know lie detector test. Hey, is starting the season a good idea? He would be like, no, it's not. And I don't want to do it, you know, but I'm sure that there are a lot of people tugging at him saying money, 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 you know, it's weird. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah. It's um, again, hard in territory. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what the heck to do. Nobody knows what to
1: do. No, you're right. I don't
3: know know how to get groceries, you know, (laughs) forget about starting a pro league.
1: It's it's crazy. Hmm. I know. I feel like if I do figure out how to get groceries, then I would, perhaps to try to create my own like billion dollar bubble, but
3: go and get groceries. It's scary for Adam Silver to start the league. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. That's a, that's a, that's a, a small, but significant point. And like, I think, yeah, you made it, you made a lot of good points and it's, you know, I I don't think we can overemphasize how much money is driving this and,
3: um,
1: and the idea of kind of like, yeah, Catherine, like the, you know, yeah, Ian Ian brought it up. I brought it up, and like, there's this word significant. So, yeah, what's like a significant spread um, for for the NBA? And, and sorry, I'm not I'm not necessarily asking what is a significant spread or what they will determine is one. Yeah, uh, I'm actually kind of curious, uh, Catherine, if it's like, do do you think, um, do you think Adam Silver is introducing that idea to the public? You know, to then may perhaps later say, uh, yeah, this was significant. That's why I said that back then. Like, is this, uh, d- does it scare you um, that, that, that he's kind of getting a bit more specific, but still vague? Uh,
2: I mean, I think Adam Silver's statement is more about PR than it is how he feels. Right. Like, I think yeah. it's just like he just, they have to say that there are measures or there are parameters or that there are um, thresholds for this. I, I mean, if I were to guess, I think having, I think I, A, having multiple superstars pull out, but more so I think if an entire team has to pull out, that would be the yeah. cutoff. If I had to guess. Because then that completely disrupts the whole idea of like the tournament and the playoffs. And it's like, how can you measure someone's like road to the championship if mm-hmm. they skipped a whole round? And, and because, that, that like, hits home. Because like a team home. had to pull out.
1: Sorry, no, I just keep going, Catherine. I just want to say that's almost the Nets, you know, Torian Prince yes. uh, today or yesterday. So that's like, you know, Kyrie, KD. Korean Prince, um, Dre-
2: DeAndre Jordan. Yeah.
1: Um, I think maybe Spencer Dinwiddie as well. So it's like, that could be like, I'm just, I don't want to take away from your point. I'm just, no. And I to- think
2: like the, the Brooklyn Nets are a good example. Cause even back in March, there were like four players who got it. So this is the second time the Brooklyn Nets have been hit with this, which is like brutal. And I think people are not taking it. I hate to say this. Maybe this is just highly cynical of me, but I feel like, maybe the league isn't taking that as seriously because they were already like in seventh place and their top two guys weren't participating anyway. And there were already these other like circumstances around it. But if like, for example, if like Giannis and like Brooke Lopez and like one other guy on their team got it, that changes the whole Eastern conference. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think all of this in hindsight, even if they pull it off, will just be like, this was stupid, dangerous. Yeah. We're all very lucky at best. And this should have never been in Orlando first and foremost. Um, and it almost should have never been at all. And, and it's, it's so interesting. Like, who knows? how much regret there will be, if any, when this is all said and done. But as of today, it just it I mean, I'm rooting for them and of course I want basketball to come back, but it does look bleak. I just have to say it. It looks bleak.
3: It oh, highlights.
1: It's sad, yeah,
3: idea it is. And one last thing too is like what's what's the end game? What's the quality of the basketball going to be like hmm. if they do all this and the quality of the basketball isn't what players and fans expect
1: then it's kind of a waste of time totally and and, and yeah. that could almost be like you know covid adjacent you could have players out of health you could have players um just you know who are out of rhythm and get injured like you know someone could tear their acl in, in one of yeah, them or this, something this, yeah this is
3: it, it is but it is kind of a bunch of
1: fuckery really
2: yeah and i just want to add one thing like i know like i think i've been hearing like when i listen to different podcasts and watch different things like comparisons like oh somebody could get covid but somebody could get injured and to me this is not the same thing at all
1: you know what i mean
2: like every other year prior to this where there were like major injuries in the playoffs, we weren't living through a pandemic. Like you can't compare this to anything else and act like, Oh, it's the same as that. Like you can't equate it at all. No. And and,
1: you know, especially we don't know so much. There's like Rudy Gobert talked about his COVID toes like such a long time after where, you know, this is is a weird phenomenon where like, people who are in really good shape sometimes have very minimal symptoms, but their feet and toes hurt really bad. So, oh Wow. I didn't yeah, know. Th- yeah. So th- this disease is, is such a weird unknown thing. Obviously. Yeah. And
2: we're still learning so much about it. Like I've heard about people like, just like, even after they've recovered, they've just like been like shorter of breath and things yeah. like that.
1: Um. And, and, and to your point, Catherine, which I think Ian kind of made as well. and, Um, I was actually going to ask it as a question, but uh, I'm glad you you both brought it up. But the competitive balance, I think in the NBA is a fragile thing anyways, right? Um, You know, like people were furious at, you know, the first Golden State run with KD because it was weird looking. It was like, this team's too much better than the rest of the field. Mm. What happened? Um, And I think the other end of that is, what are teams' plans? Like, how is Washington looking at this this bubble how is Brooklyn looking at this bubble Brooklyn was mailing in this year anyways and then they had kind of a resilient plucky season in some regards you know they're in seventh like they're not very good they're below 500 but I think even still you know you get to playoffs and it's like fun or whatever and you're rebuilding and you're kind of like Oh, is Kyrie going to come back? And he probably won't. And you get to have some fun. But it's like, there's no fun for them here. Um, and then now the players going are going to be fairly, like, not representative of, of their team. Like, it's going to be, you know, like, yeah, for the Raptors' road to the playoffs, it might have, like, we want to talk about Asterix, like, our first round, it might be like, oh, yeah, the Raptors really beat the crap out of Karis Levert and Jared Allen. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and it's like, Yeah
3: associated with whomever wins or whomever this whole thing like let's say the raptors win and we're now two-time nba champions like picture the celebration as we either oh, were God. or saw how crazy it was if we win the nba championship again and when is it october when would anyway yeah. is, it, is there gonna be a million people out at city hall are we going to have a big championship parade? Let's say, let's say the Lakers win. And now is, is that going to happen in LA? Is, is everyone going to say, Oh, LeBron. Yeah. He he won four rings, but it's really only three. Like this is the implications for, even if this goes off, well, the implications for it are almost all kind of weird and negative in a way. It's weird.
1: Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's take it to a silly, but still bubble place. Um, (laughs) You know, Matt, I'm sure you got some ideas for this. So uh, I'll, I'll hit you third, but Ian, um, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, you know, money's not an issue. You talked about uh, the, you're going to the grocery store. That's dangerous. The NBA is <laughs> building a bubble. That's dangerous. Let's just, you know, let's say you are Adam Silver uh, of something. What is like, yeah, I'm going to make a bubble of this. What's like, what, what's, what's, what's a, a bubble you would do? Like an,
3: you mean, like what my material would be physically, or where, how
0: would yeah, I? situate?
1: yeah. I don't know if you're using bubble wrap, flubber. Um, I, I don't know what the, what the properties of the bubble are. Just a
0: classic yurt fabric. You know, the, yeah, it,
1: the events, <laughs> like, well, what's taking place in in Ian Gordon's bubble?
3: Oh, uh, well, the bubble, the bubble is gonna. This is it's weird because I want everybody to have fun in the bubble, but I also want to maintain you know, social distancing policies. So all the traditional things that I would normally do and have people hanging out, I just, I wouldn't be inclined to do it somehow. Let's say, even if all the players are, you're going to have to have a player's access only place where they can all go and they're all, cause they don't, none of them have COVID. You test them every day. And then in there we can have a lot of, you know, you can have your vidges, your riggy games. You can have,
1: Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah.
3: Food. I'd have lots of comfortable places to sit. They're probably going to have all that <laughs> stuff already. I'm just thinking I, about. I w- I would want there. I would want a beds in there. I'd want to sleep. You know what I mean?
1: Ian's I Ian's ideal bubble is just the Leons. Yeah, it's just a big Leons. I'm it so goes tired. on and on. but it's a Leons I, where everything's comfortable.
3: Just, like my having a baby at home. The only like if I was to think of a paradise the paradise would just be a room that's the perfect temperature and it has a bed. That's a hundred by a hundred. And I would just sleep in there for five days straight. <laughs> and then I would roll, I would roll over to like this part of the bed and there'd be a bunch of food I could eat <laughs> off the bed and roll back towards the clean area.
1: Yeah, that'd be yeah. good. Like um, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Have food that comes out of a wall and a room that's only a bed uh in, in you know the, uh, what would
3: be fun is if they had a bunch of like if they had they brought it back to old school and they had a big smokers lounge in a gambling area and that'd be cool
1: smokers lounge just let, yeah
3: just let them smoke darts and gamble yeah. like
1: <laughs> that sounds like paradise um yeah, and, yeah. Uh, okay uh katherine i feel like we gotta explore your paradise too um um, yeah, what's what's your 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 billionaire? You can do whatever you want. Um, and you're 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 tasked with making a bubble. What's it for?
2: What's it for? Or what does it have? Either or. <laughs> like what's, what? Do you mean? What's, the what's going on the in bubble the bubble? For you know what me to live. Uh, I want No, no, no. Uh, just me and some cool people. Just, uh, I think I'd do it a little more resort style. So I want all my creature comforts like Ian does, but I also wouldn't mind like a pool Mm -hmm. or a beach or like, even like, just like an outdoor, like, like screen and like watch movies or something at night. Like that'd be cool. Mm. Uh, I mean, I figure if we're all in the bubble together, then like we can hang.
1: Yeah, like let's say it's it's safe. Let's say.
2: Yeah, so that would be more my my style. That's good. That's, that's
1: a good what, idea. Oh. I think everyone's maybe feeling the fire la- area. Sorry, go ahead, Ian.
3: Campfire fire area, maybe, or like an instrument. Oh maybe? yes, yes. Love that. I love that. Yo, you could have a studio in there.
1: Yeah, can you, yeah, you Honestly, find Nick Nurse in there. Yeah, By Nick Nurse. It's like Nick there's a person.
3: and of Lillard could could like uh, collaborate Ooh. on some. McGraw and Nelly.
1: Oh, that's good. Your yours also. Uh, I feel like Ian. You also want a bit of Long and McQuaid's.
3: Yeah, you know. I mean, shit. Didn't <laughs> <you're>
1: <laughs> <remember>? <laughs> okay, Matt. Matt, I know you. You think about this all the time. If you were a billionaire and and you got to design oh, your own shoot. bubble, what's in there? <laughs> Um, you know
0: what if i was a billionaire i think that uh something that has everything well you know well situated to have fun and uh you know needs to needs to be rebooted i would like to uh, i'm just going to buy the neverland ranch
1: okay some you wow. do a lot of work to change <laughs> it okay that's yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna you you know demolish and and rebuild some stuff obviously the the main house but it's got it's got
2: like a certain you could get an empty field Matt (laughs) (laughs) she was the most problematic place Uh, I I don't know I'm a
1: billionaire but
0: I know I guess I guess it's true you're a billionaire you could just build your own type of thing without going back to the house of haunt there Uh, but uh, but yeah I'd like to to uh, make that a, a better place obviously and I, I feel like it has great bubble potential it just needs to be uh yeah exercised a little bit and uh and yeah like uh it's it, it essentially i'm opening my own my own uh wonderland in a way so you know everything
3: oh, you will are. be and <laughs> so um, be to ride the ride
1: um mine is uh Mine, I, you know, I think we're all, we're all wanting the same things right now. Cause mine is, you know, at the X, um, they have the cafeteria. That's just like food
3: huge,
0: pavilion. Yes. Food
1: pavilion. Oh. Food building. Mine's basically the food pavilion. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> there's like so much good stuff, but then there's also like weird stuff. And like, I don't know, I don't know what that does for me, but like, sometimes I need something to eat something that's a bit like dangerous. Oh yeah. You know I mean, it's like, you know, it's gluttonous, but it's also a bit dangerous. Like
0: yeah
1: um you know the tiny tim sour jam type stuff
0: oh yeah i want to i want to get up to tiny tom Tom. tiny tom
1: yeah so come to think of it my my bubble's not very safe but it's (laughs) it's packed like there's a lot of food and stuff (laughs) sorry knocked over my water glass i got too excited uh okay (laughs) i think that's that's fun for kind of a conceptual bubble talk um you uh wait ian did you have something before i move on No, no, I'm good. Yeah, okay. Zoom has me too, like looking at everyone's. uh, You're zooming around, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's finish off some quickish questions. What do you say, Maddie? Give me that quickish question. Stay. Um, we all know quickest questions. Uh, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to slur. Uh, maybe even a hiccup. We'll see. Um, but, hiccup. You know, I'll be as clear as I can. And you have to answer as fast as humanly possible. Don't you dare phone a friend uh, or stall or delay. You got to you gotta hit me with it. Um, let's do uh, Catherine, Ian, Matt. Is everybody ready? Yes. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Catherine. Who is going to win?
2: Oh, geez. Uh, Raptors. Ian. Wait, okay,
1: this, you know what? I'm going to go back to it because it's for Catherine. Oh, (laughs) Um, baby. But uh, Ian, uh, what would you want printed on your jersey?
3: Oh, uh, big, uh, big boy. Big boy. (laughs) Mr. Oh, Mr. Big Boy. Mr. Big Boy. Mr.
1: Big Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Matt, um, which two NBA players would you want on your team to compete on the smash Netflix hit The Floor is Lava? Which two players? Yeah, you can choose anyone in the league. You're playing The Floor is Lava. It's Whoa. you and those two
0: okay um i want i want marcus all there so i think okay. that's gonna be hilarious yeah C&B. he's so supportive <laughs> and the other person i'd like to see um what about like uh what about about james harden
1: oh okay yeah precision and then yeah. you know and intelligence then- that's good it's good dude squad are they
3: playing with Against you,
1: uh, they're they're on your team in this scenario. Oh. Yeah,
3: so yeah. not Jared. So.
1: D- Jared Dudley, not Jared Dudley. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, th- this would be good because if you fell into the lava, Marcus Soul would like grab you by the head and kiss your forehead <laughs> as you're fading in, like <laughs> pure T two style. Um, okay, so this is the one for for Catherine. Um, uh, Nick Nurse. Uh, should he rock a Hawaiian shirt on the sidelines and what should the fit be?
2: Oh my God. What a dream question. Um, yes, I would love that. And I would love for the, I would love for it to be, this is going to sound weird, but I'd love for it to be kind of form fitting, but then I would love to see like a blazer over the Hawaiian Oh, shirt. wow.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to go full- Buttons open and we're good. Um,
2: no, I mean, yes, but that's like, that's yeah, like a more, that's like casual look. I'm thinking, what I'm thinking of is like during the game.
1: Right, like professional.
2: Yeah, yeah. like professional. And like, okay. you know, men just look good in blazers. What can I say?
1: Hey, um Ian, yes. follow me on this one. It's a good one. Yeah. Which basketball team would win? Five LeBrons, sorry, five LeBron consciousnesses in five different Mm. dog bodies or a team where all of lebron's limbs have been separated from his body and they function as individual players example his torso plus his head is the fifth player um
3: oh Mm. i'm saying this is tough because quickly the dogs aren't going to really be able to put the ball in the hoop because they're little and they're dogs and it's ten feet high. <laughs> if one's hand could just go and grab the ball, palm it, and throw it in the basket, he's going to win. Unless the dogs can somehow stack on each other. But I'm going with the with the limbs because I don't see a dog being able to put a ball in a net. Yeah.
1: good answer Um, just just food for thought I, I, I try not to answer the quickest questions myself but I'll say the, I think the bouncing ball is a factor there that might help the dogs but also
3: how do they get it in the net
1: it's hard yeah um, okay Matt
3: pass it to the other dog and bounce like you can't <laughs> they're useless yeah. they don't have hands they got little paws they're useless I,
1: I hear you they're Dexter <laughs> and we love I to, can go yeah it's, no, it's a solid question this is it great. is <laughs> uh, Jeez. <laughs> We got a lot of good questions this time um, Matt, uh, yeah. another good one uh, Brad Stevens would obviously be the spokesperson for Wonder Bread mm-hmm. um, What is the ideal product for Nick Nurse? Now, we, we know he has one Kind oh. of Oh
0: yeah We know that he's got the uh, cough drops But uh, I think it like Could he be like uh, like The face of Steve's music In Toronto? <laughs> Yeah, for like, sure. If I go into a Steve's Music, you know he's there trying on guitars.
1: Totally, and he'll be like, "Honestly, you don't need an expensive violin if you're just getting started." <laughs> that kind of stuff.
0: He just works wow. at Steve's Music.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The way he is a brand person is like he's just there. He puts in shifts, <laughs> um, and people line up because his advice is solid. Uh, Okay, uh, Catherine, uh, this is your, your last question. Um, with everyone staying in hotels, which team uh, which teams will come together to create the party for?
2: Oh! Um... Okay. Okay, I think Miami. I feel like Jimmy Butler's like a partier. Yes. I don't know if that's true, but it just feels right. And then, uh... who <laughs> Um I'm gonna go on a limb, I'm gonna say the Clippers. Cause Lou Will's gonna bring the party, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: They got some they good got answer some people. Um and uh, Ian, nice little wonderful last question for you here. Uh, which raptors, past or present, could body slam Yokozuma?
3: Ooh, uh, Charles Oakley.
2: <laughs> yeah Charles. great answer solid answer
3: yeah. um, Oak, Oak is gonna Oak yeah don't get ang- don't get Oak okay, okay. Uh, uh Johnson was it James Johnson
1: James Johnson uh, yeah I
3: slam on him because he's he's a black belt apparently and his whole family is black belts yep. so maybe
1: um Rock show. but yeah uh yeah yeah, Rasho, maybe not. Rasho may be like, I'm too friendly. Like, come on, guys. Um, Rosho,
3: we're going to break his lower back trying to lift that much.
1: Yeah. And I saw, I met Rasho once in a, in a loading dock, and he was carrying <laughs> a couple of his kids' bikes, and they look pretty heavy. So um, that's real, by the way. Anyone who's listening, um, I did meet Rasho Misterovich. And then I said, Rasho. And his face just said, Yes, I am Rasho yeah um, i am wrong leave me leave me be that's right but uh that's that's it we made it to the end of the pod uh my place is heating up uh thanks for sticking it out ian i uh i'm sorry i took you away from water for such a long time i hope you're okay i'll uh, be I,
3: right. I have some yet um, uh, hopefully my eyelids stop sweating
1: okay yeah <laughs> I, I hope that too that sounds like a that sounds like kind of hell raisery
3: you can follow me on instagram shirt underscore gordon uh, I'm going to be start my own YouTube channel as well, where I learn different things. So if you want to follow there, the links in my bio and, uh, hope everybody stays safe and happy and healthy.
1: Oh yeah, buddy. Uh, thanks for, thanks for doing the show. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Ian, Catherine, um, same deal. If you got anything going on, uh, let, uh, us, let us know, I've but got, it's not okay.
2: I've got absolutely nothing going on, but you can <laughs> follow me on Instagram or Twitter at, uh, it's me underscore Catherine
1: sweet so check out my buddies they got nothing going on but they'll make it entertaining um, i still
2: have thoughts
1: yeah it's you yeah. thoughts. you're like <laughs> a th- you're thinking existing being Yeah. so yeah follow that um everybody but uh I, I, yeah it's been a fun pod i uh, love you both so much everyone stay safe uh, everyone listening to the podcast um uh, be safe wear a mask um and um deal with the ass heat ass as best ass ass. as you can